Welcome to Reading the Library Book. This is the podcast wherein I read you a chapter of the library book, one chapter at a time. We are now on chapter 26. And um, yeah, I'm glad you're here. And so what do I need to tell you before we begin? If you have not listened to any of the previous chapters, maybe go go back because this would be confusing. Otherwise... If you've been here this long, thank you for sticking around. And here's chapter 26, Travel Books. What? I exclaimed. I stood up so quickly that the tea table rattled and the spoons fell off the tray and onto the floor. I thought you might react that way, said Dorothea calmly. That is why I did it. You took my library's books? I couldn't believe it, so I said it again. You took all my library's books and the kids? How? What did you do with the librarians? Where are they? I was furious, but Dorothea didn't blink. She just calmly took another sip. Your librarians are some of the best librarians outside Akita, so we pulled them out to do some research on the best way to disrupt Akita's board. An illustration will appear in your book just as soon as I can get it done. She gestured to an incomplete sketch behind her, which featured a group of people poring over stacks of books in a room full of bookshelves. I got up to examine it more fully, and I recognized their faces. There was Ms. Derrida and Mr. Gonzalez. But the books, I said. The chair put the books in the floor of the ballroom. They're ruined. Perhaps they are, said Dorothea, and it would be terrible if that were so. I hope they can be saved. However, your librarians were very thorough and made an inventory of every book in the library and where they could get another copy should the worst happen. If they are lost, they will all be returned. I was finding it hard to reconcile that this sweet old lady with the long white flyaway hair had been the one to take my library. But, but, I said, if you took the books... Why did you write a book that told me to save them and then told me to give up and then told me to tear up a book? Well, my dear, she said, as a writer of books, I know a little bit about people and I knew I needed someone who loved the library enough to come and help us. When I began, I wasn't sure who it would be. I thought it might have been your father, as he is said to be a great caretaker of the books. But I was delighted to discover it was you, Leandra. Where is my father? I asked. If you thought he'd find the book and he's not here, where is he? He is out on his rounds with the bookmobile. He's miles and miles from the library. He's just fine, as I think you sensed. But, but, why did you tell me children don't belong in libraries? Well, she said, Do they? Of course they do, I shouted. And that is precisely why I told you that they didn't. I suspected that you would respond that way exactly. And if you didn't, if you'd listened to me and given up, then I'd have known you weren't the person for the job. I had to test you, you see. My resources are so few. 
She put down her cup and said, Now, when you're done being upset with me about your books, perhaps we can get down to the business of saving all of them. I sat down again. I was still mad, but also a little bit proud that I was the right person for the job. It was a very confusing moment, and I really did want to save the libraries. Dorothea pulled out several collections of papers and placed them on the table in front of us. She showed us a picture of a big building, the one I saw when I first arrived, with the red leaves. This is where the board will be meeting tonight. You may recognize the building. It stands right at the north entrance of Akita. You'll need to get a representative from every library within Akita into the room. The question of the books will come to a vote. Your citizens' committee will vote as well. Citizens' committee? asked Eamon. It must be overwhelming numbers. You will have to dispatch as many wandering librarians to every library within Akita to bring people to the room to vote, to keep the books. But why should the board listen to us? I asked. Oh, they won't want to. But with a representative from every library present, they won't dare to refuse. Partly, they've gotten away with so much for so long because they think no one's paying attention. They're not terrible people. They just don't think anyone really minds and that everyone is like them. They haven't read enough, you see, to know otherwise. But they wouldn't want to appear rude. You can use their interest in appearances to benefit the whole of Akita and all of its branches beyond. Can you come with us to talk with them? Dorothea shook her head. I'm not as mobile as I once was. I can do more from here. How do you know it will work? asked Eamon. Oh, I don't, said Dorothea, but I think it is our best hope. Now, I'd suggest you get started. It will take some time to organize everyone so quickly. Eamon cleared his throat and said, My biggest concern is how we are to travel quickly enough to make it to every corner of Akita. Oh, I see, said Dorothea. That is a tricky one. However, I have a solution, and it is books. Books. Yes, books. There are books that can transport whomever opens them, she said, as she reached toward her shelf and pulled out a thick book with a gold star on its binding, just like mine. Those books are the ones that captured almost all the wandering librarians and nearly killed me, I cried. Certainly regrettable to see books used for ill, but when used with knowledge, they are perfectly safe and very useful. Do you still have yours? Yes, I said, and pulled it out of my backpack. Let me see it, she said, and I handed it over. She turned it over and examined its spine. She slid the little opalescent gold star to the side and examined something. Ah, yes, she said, the cradle. Sent you to the desert, did it? I nodded. Terrible place to go when you're unprepared. Glad you came through unscathed. No thanks to you. Whatever do you mean? asked Dorothea. Did you leave me that book? I asked. I did not. I think it must have been someone from the board. They seized most of the travel books just after they voted us off. But you knew I was there. You drew a picture of me crumpling up a page there, and then at home, I said. Oh, yes. Well, one does want to give one's champion an opportunity to say no. Besides, I knew you'd be all right. 
You're a resourceful child. You had a guidebook for the desert and a kind wandering librarian on the way. Ah, said Eamon, then it is not an accident that we meet, Leandra. I received a special library search request that led me right to you. Did you really? asked Dorothea with a twinkle in her eye. How mysterious. Dorothea held my travel book aloft, peering into the binding. She took her index finger and reached into the space between the cover and the spine of the book. When she brought the book back down, she examined the spot under the star again. Ah, good, she said. It appears to be in good working order. She showed me the words on the spine. The spine now read, The Tree Library. You can adjust the location of where the book sends you? I asked. Precisely. And then the book acts as your guide in that location. See, inside now, this book recommends coming to the tree library for the fairy light festival when they string up fairy lights throughout the library. It is quite beautiful and charming to read by, but that's beside the point. I will show you how it's done, and you'll show the rest of the wandering librarians how to operate theirs so they can all travel quickly. I was surprised none of you worked it out, frankly. Well, said Eamon, the books seemed to be putting everyone in quite dangerous situations. We cannot control where a book takes us all the time, can we? said Dorothea. Anyway, these books aren't so dangerous. You just need to look at the spine to make sure you know what you're getting into. She handed me the book first and told me to feel into the space between the bindings. Can you feel a little dial, like a little wheel? It felt like a plastic gear under my finger. Rotate it just a bit and the works will shift into place to organize around the next place on the wheel. I examined the spine, which now read, The Reading Rooms. Is there an order? I asked. There is, but each book is different, so it requires a bit of trial and error to discover all the places you can go. That book is yours, and this one is for Eamon. I have one, he said. I have Johanna Yuditha's book. Well, she said, take this one too, just in case you stumble upon an extra librarian who needs to travel. I have just the librarian in mind for it, said Eamon. I suspected as much, said Dorothea. Now, get going and start spreading the word. I'll be doing what I can here through my books. How many can travel with each book? asked Eamon. As many as can see the page, I'd say. Eamon tucked his book into his satchel, and I carefully placed mine in my backpack. Dorothea gave us a few cookies and a kiss on the forehead each. She peeked out the peephole, then swiftly opened the door, looking right and left before ushering us quickly out and toward the elevator. As we rode down, I told Eamon that Dorothea was the very first author I ever met. That you know of, he said. What do you mean, I asked him. Many people write who do not advertise that they do so. You could have met many, many writers and just thought they were regular people. Are you a writer, Eamon? I asked. He smiled and raised an eyebrow. So there you are, chapter 26. There's some answers. You have answers. If you have responses to those answers, please let me know. I'd love to know um, how you feel about the, some of these answers. And do you still have questions? You probably do. If you do, I'd like to know what those are as well. Um, so... Here we are. Uh, 
about to go do some traveling with the travel books. Um, questions for you. Uh, yeah, I guess my, my questions are mostly, do you still have questions and what are your questions? Um, obviously there's more questions to be answered and I will hopefully answer most of them in the book. But if there are questions, I'd like to know what they are. I've also had an idea. Uh, it, it just came through when I was looking at the draft in my computer that perhaps the new title should be Leandra's Lost Library. What do you think of that one? That's, an, that's another idea for those of you who are voting for another idea. Leandra's Lost Library. I like the alliteration of it. Um, anyway, let me know. If you have a if you have a thought about it, if you like it better than the other ones, or uh, I don't know, if you have other ideas, I'll listen to those too. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so the place to send your thoughts is Leandra Library at gmail.com, and the Google Voicemail box is six four six eight four seven eight seven five eight. That is 646-847-8758. You can call that. And if you would like to hear your voice on the podcast, let me know. Because if you if you leave me a voicemail message, I can can fold it into the into the podcast. So all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This was chapter 26. Next time will be chapter 27.